Hey everyone, this is Mike Flanagan. On this episode of the Inside Bowling Show, we feature pro shop operators. From Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, we welcome owner of Bowler X, Lee Sant. From Kansas City, metro area, the owner of Total Bowling Gear, Jeff Ussery. And from the West Coast in Los Angeles with seven locations at Parkins Bowling Supply, we welcome Drew Parkin. During the show, we talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected their business and what the industry, including consumers, can do to propel bowling going forward. This show, if you found it by now, is broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube, and you should head over to those accounts by searching Inside Bowling to watch the program and check our schedule for future episodes. If you're enjoying our show, do us a favor, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We would certainly appreciate it. And if you really like what we're doing here and would like to support the show, head over to InsideBowling.com and use coupon code IBSHOW to save 15% off our merch. Elements from today's show were intended for both video and audio, and we apologize if at some point in the show you can't quite follow along. This is a great reminder that all of our shows are archived on our YouTube channel. So here's episode number 39, where we really hone in on the pro shop industry, and we hope you really enjoy this one. everybody the inside bowling show i'm mike and uh matt's here with me and uh of course we start the show and uh my, my phone's <laughs> this is just wonderful matt and I, i'm feeling a, a sense of relief here too by the way um episode number 39 here today of 40 like we said we were going to do and tomorrow will be our last episode for what we are calling chapter number one and we're gonna have uh tim mack on the program tomorrow um to wrap up our uh our first season of the inside bowling show. So um, I feel pretty good uh, because we're off next week, Matt. Yeah, I know. You're always looking for a day off. You never want to put any work in. So tomorrow or next week, your dream finally comes true where you can sit back on the couch, watch some TV, catch up on some Netflix. I know you're a big binge watcher kind of guy. So uh, next week is your week, man. Yeah. Next week I'll be doing absolutely nothing. Of course, Matt, like you just pointed (laughs) out, I'll be doing nothing. Zero, zip, nada, nothing next no. week at all. But uh, I do want to uh, thank everybody that's been writing into us, uh, media at insidebowling.com. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, doing that and tweeting at us. We actually had we actually had a our, our couple of uh, messages yesterday in regards to what we did earlier in the week um, in regards to the George Floyd situation. And uh, so people really appreciated how we handled that. So that was really cool. Um, and still, you know, protests are going on throughout the United States and everybody that's out there protesting or, or dealing with that situation, both mentally and from a business standpoint, or just from, uh, just from your own personal, uh, views. Um, our thoughts are with you in every way, shape and form of that. Of course, um, today we got a big program here today. You know, we wanted to have pro shop operators on at some point within our 40 episodes. And today we're, we have three of them that will be joining us, uh, from the East coast in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We have Lee Sant from, uh, bowlerx.com, uh, which we'll get to him here in just a few minutes. And then, uh, We've got uh, Jeff Ussery from Total Bowling Gear, just in the Kansas City metro area. And then from Los Angeles, California, getting up early this morning, joining us is Drew Parkin. Uh, He's more famous for his wife, Missy Parkin, but uh, they run seven pro shops in the Los Angeles area. So looking forward to talking to those guys about their businesses and how things have been going. Most of them have been shut down. Um, One, obviously, is a big online e-tailer. I want to talk about his business as well. And uh, I think it's going to be a great program here today as we can get some perspective about what to expect when pro shops open back up or as they are starting to open back up. So let's review our Bowler X poll question from yesterday, Matt. Which reality show would you like to see Andrew Anderson be on? Uh, 37.5% that Survivor wins that one. Big Brother second at 30%. Uh, the Bachelor comes in at 17.5%. And The Voice uh, bringing up the rear 15%. Not a lot of... Uh, 
not a lot of people think an Andrew can can do very good at singing, I guess. Yeah, I think he kind of ratted himself out on that one yesterday. He said, you know, that's the one where he has the least the least amount of chance. So I guess the people that uh, want to see him on the on the voice just really want to laugh at him. So I guess that's that's kind of a relief that that not that many people want to sit there and laugh at him. They'd rather see him uh, be put to the test with a show like Survivor. Yeah, Sweet Caroline, he said, would be the song that he would sing on The Voice, and I'm not sure how well that would go over, although there would be a lot of people at home singing along. So I want to thank Andrew for his time on the show yesterday. Um, what do we have for today's Bowler X poll question, Matt? Today's Bowler X poll question for the Inside Bowling Show is, which of the following factors is most important when selecting a pro shop? Location, hours of operation, product knowledge, or the quality of work. Okay. I like it a lot. So it's up on Inside Bowling Twitter, and you can go and you can vote for what you think is is most important. And, you know, um, Matt, kind of sad. Tomorrow we won't really have a poll question because we won't be able to come back on Monday and talk about it. So maybe, maybe we should keep the poll question going every day is just part of, you know, this show um, living on on Twitter, Bowler X poll question every day. We'll just put one out in the morning. Yeah, I mean, or we could just do like a 30-minute poll and have it go on for the first 30 minutes or 45 minutes of the show and then talk about it at the end of the show. We'll have to talk off-air about that, but uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do there. I do want to thank everybody that has been supporting the show again, and don't forget you can head over to InsideBowling.com and support our merch and help bring the show back with coupon code IBSHOW. IBSHOW, you can do that. Um, okay, Matt, I guess it's time. we got a very crowded program here today. Um, so from a tech standpoint, trying to get, you know, five guys on the screen again, we, we've done more. We've done more, especially with that fantasy draft a few weeks ago that we did right here on Inside Bowling. And we are looking to have another fantasy draft, Matt. It'll either be just this Tuesday or the one after that. Greatest bowling balls of all time, fantasy draft. And uh, we have lined up a superstar lineup so far. We're waiting on one more, one more person. Um so we'll see if we can get that figured out and done. But uh, we're looking to do that either Tuesday or the following Tuesday. So I guess let's um, let's introduce our first guest here today. Um, he's a sponsor of the program. He is someone that uh, works with Inside Bowling. Uh, I met him a few years ago at Bowl Expo, and uh, we had some great experiences together, to say the least. And then uh, we bonded a little bit at La Raza last year, and we struck up a, an agreement and a partnership. Uh, and it's been awesome ever since. And uh, let's welcome in Lee Sant from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, BowlerX.com. What's up, Lee? How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey guys. How are you? I'm doing well over here. So La Raza. Me, wasn't that a great – that was a great time. Oh, yeah. It sure was. And we've got videos <laughs> to prove it still. Uh, yeah, I have a couple. I, will, I won't get into them. <laughs> Thank you for that, Lee. I'll send you a check. Depends what, depends what you ask me. Maybe I will show one. Okay. All right. Um, Lee, um, to the folks that don't know much about Bowler X, if you could give just a little bit of background on Bowler X and um, where people can find you. Okay. Um, well, Bowler X uh, started uh, really about 10 years ago. We've been online for 10 years. Uh, and also I have been here in this physical location right here for 10 years. Um, I did have another shop before that for a couple of years. I've got somebody knocking on my door right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I moved in here, uh, like I said, um, that kind of threw me off. Do you need to go? Do you, is that like you? I actually do. Give me yeah. one second. Someone's knocking on my door. This is what happens when you approach shop. That's fine. We got guys that are, that are, that are working their shops today. So we'll introduce our next guest then. Yeah. And he's actually open for business right now. Um, and he may be taken away as well today as he's trying to serve customers. Do we have Jeff Ussery with us from total bowling gear? It is looks, oh, he's running back. He's running he back. There? He's 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 back. Oh, there he is, Jeff Austin. <laughs> How's it going, man? Okay. <laughs> okay. Are are is everything okay there? Uh, we're having some internet issues there on your end. <laughs> we got a little uh, right. phone action here. We do. Yeah. All right, a- we're gonna take Jeff. Jeff, take Jeff down. Oh. Well, I think Lee's back. Well, so, is, is Jeff, uh, Jeff, maybe we'll restart. Maybe we'll restart you here in a moment. So uh, he's wandering around the store. Okay. All right. These guys, these guys are working hard in their pro shops. Let's bring it back to Lee. Lee, did you get everything taken care of? Yes. It was a uh, UPS delivery. 
and you get those once a day. I came up there for a week, and that's a very important time in your store. Uh, yes, as you saw, I'm, I'm very uh, – I try to get everything ready in time. Everything try to go out the same day for the UPS guy. Sometimes I'm frantically running around, you know, taping up packages and putting labels on them to get them out of here. I hate missing the, I hate missing the UPS driver. Yeah, but, uh, of course yeah. he knocks on the door right, right when it's your time to go on. Which perfect is perfect timing. Perfect timing. Um, so, so Lee, a little more background on, on your store there. We got some folks that are loving your bobbleheads behind you as well, too. I, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I was saying, um, been in business here for 10 years, this location, 10 years online as well. Um, the online shop, uh, for us, um, really has been a game changer. Um, if, if, um, it's pretty much takes up all my time. <laughs> Um, I still, what I do is, uh, here at this shop, we actually open up during evening hours. So we're at a 24 lane center here. Um, six o'clock to nine o'clock weekdays. We're here on Saturday mornings as well. Um, that's when I do the drilling. Um, I physically at this, to this time, I just don't have the time anymore to be drilling all day. So, uh, I schedule it around those hours. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been great. I mean, I have a, a great, uh, following of customers here um and uh really looking forward to seeing them come back um we are actually going into the uh, yellow phase tomorrow so uh, i've been actually in contact with the manager the center manager here to see if we can actually open the shop uh as well tomorrow and uh, actually service customers even though the bowling center itself cannot be open yet so i'm anxious to hear back about that Okay. Yeah. Most people know of you for bowlerx.com, but you also do have the physical freestanding location right. at the bowling center there, right there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And um, you have a great online business, but you also have a great local business right there as well. Yeah. It, it started as a local business before the online. I was all into, it was just ball drilling for, for a couple of years um, before I decided to dabble in the online. And well, that became a, that became a uh, quite a time consuming, uh, uh, endeavor yeah most certainly all right lee well we're gonna we're gonna bring in our, our our west coast affiliate here now at this time uh seven locations in the local los angeles area and this guy's the best salesman in the business because he was able to sell missy parkin on himself missy bellander at the time and uh let's bring in drew parkin now how's it going drew good to see you hey I'm very good to see you guys hey mike i'm at <laughs> so can you tell folks a little bit about your business there in in los angeles uh, and how long you've been in business all right, so yeah, uh, Parkins Bowling Supply, we opened up, uh, coming on our 10th year right now, opened up uh, January 1 of 2011, so yeah, 10 years. Um, we actually purchased the pro shop, our first pro shop location from Missy's father, Frank Bellender. That was uh, formerly Precision Pro Shop, which he had since I believe around 1969. Um, but yeah, so we opened up our first one, uh, 10 years ago, and now we are up to seven locations. We have uh, one in Orange County, California, in uh, Carter Lanes, one in uh, Diamond Bar inside Oak Tree Lanes. Then we have uh, Riverside, California. We have inside Arlington Lanes. And then the rest are in LA County in uh, Cerritos Lanes, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, uh, Bolero Lanes, and then we're out in Palmdale and Lancaster, which is a couple hours away from us. Now, have have you always been in into bowling? Is that how you met Missy, or or how how'd you get into that? Because I know you're a baseball guy too. Yeah, so my whole life I was baseball, 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 and that's it. Um, and then I hurt my shoulder, uh, tore my labrum pitching, and then uh, had to kind of switch gears. Uh, thought I was going to be doing teaching, special education, did that for a little while, and then uh, ended up working part-time in the bowling center, which I did as well when I was uh, 16 years old. And then when I was working with special education, I was also working at night in the bowling center. And then Missy's dad purchased the pro shop where I was working, and me and him became friends, started golfing a bunch, and I started working for him. And then a few years after that, became really good friends with Missy uh tried uh dating her once and she turned me down that was <laughs> awesome uh waited a few years waited out a few dudes and uh saw my chance and jumped back in the game 
I love it. I waited out a few dudes. That's <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, Drew. So obviously this pandemic has has been a huge effect on bowling in general and the pro shop industry. That's why I wanted to have you guys on here today. How has it affected your business uh, with your seven locations there in the pro shop business? Man, it just uh, stopped it. I mean, it went to a dead stop. Uh, I think it was March 13th was the last day. Uh, any of our shops were open. And uh, for us, I mean, that's 100, well, not 100% because of Missy's Bowling, but we're in the bowling industry. So, I mean, it shut down 100% of our income. Uh, we were very lucky that we were able to open yesterday one of our locations inside uh, Arlington Lanes in Riverside. So that just opened up yesterday. So at least we can make a couple dollars there. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything has just been a dead standstill since and it's pretty rough. Yeah, some folks are experiencing, you know, some some decrease in, in revenue in their livelihoods, whether if it's a job or, you know, a husband and a wife working and one loses a job, but they still have some income coming in. And you guys have really had no income really whatsoever with no locations being able to be open. And then the news yesterday, as Missy is a professional bowler, uh, the PWBA season being canceled. Uh, how was that news delivered yesterday and how is your family dealing with that today? Man, that's a, that's a rough one. Uh, completely understand where they're coming from, the PWBA and what they need to do to keep everybody safe and uh, the bowlers, fans, and, and all the employees that run the PWBA. Uh, Missy got a, a call yesterday, a conference call with all the PWBA players. Um, and we were kind of saying, are they going to shut it down? Are they going to do limited, kind of see what they were going to do. And they made the decision to shut the PWBA down for the year. And uh, obviously, Missy is crushed, just like every other PWBA player out there, just like every PBA player out there, except for the eight guys or 10 guys that are out there bowling. Um, this is what they do for a living. This is what they love. Uh, so, I mean, Missy, she's still, obviously, it's only been a day, still taking it quite hard. And, but it's something you got to ride with and, and go for. I mean, with all the training every single day and everything that she's been getting ready for, just got to continue to do it for till next April and get ready for then, I guess. If there are any positives to pull from this pandemic, whether if it's a key learning that we're all learning through this or just something that you guys have been able to do as a family, is there any positives that have come out of this for you? For me uh, and my wife, I mean, Missy is, owner of Parkins Bowling Supply as well, um, getting time with our son. Uh, DJ is two and a half years old, and we're able to spend every day and just enjoy every moment with them. Uh, obviously, as everybody normally goes to work eight hours a day and stuff, I mean, you miss those times with your, with your kids. So luckily right now, we're able to take the positives out of that. And uh, the other positive is at least for pro shop side, we were able to get a PPP loan. So we're able to pay our amazing employees during this time and take care of them while we can uh, do as much as we can for our pro shop family. Cause I mean, they mean the world to us. We wouldn't be where we are without them. So those are the positives really that I see out of it. Good for you, Drew. Good for you. That's awesome that you were able to do that and take care of some of your employees. That's great. I want to switch gears. I want to bring I want to bring Lee back in. Jeff Ustery's drilling a bowling ball at the moment, which we knew was going to happen during the show today. So let's bring <laughs> let's bring Lee back in. Hearing hearing Drew's story out on the West Coast, and you still having this online presence and and not having to go from hundred percent down down to zero. What's this What's this been like for you, Lee? There's been some positives and some negatives for you as well. I'd like for you to touch on those. Um. Well, the positive is really. You know, like you just said, uh, we didn't go down to zero. Um, we've been able to continue doing business um, throughout this whole pandemic. Uh, there was never a day where I didn't go into work and um, and keep you know moving orders. Um, I I really it's hard for me to fathom because I I didn't experience this pandemic the way these other two gentlemen have. Um, I have a hard time fathoming not being able to continue working. Like I, my wife would say, I'm like a workaholic um, and I'm sure I'd find something to do at home. Um, but 
take, having that taken away from you and, and not being able to go in every day and, and do the job that you love to do and see your customers. Um, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know how they deal with it. I don't know. I, I, I know so many people that are just, all they have to do, they stay home. I mean, there's nothing else they could do, do projects around the house. But so that's how, that's, what's different for me. I've been able to work every day. So it's, it's almost like it's not happening as much here to me. Yeah. But at the same time, you do have your, your core group of, of friends and customers, and they're really the same thing. When I was up there, that's what I observed. You guys go out to dinner after league, you, you bowl league in the center, you go bowl tournaments, uh, you get around the area. I mean, Krista was just named what the bowler of the year for the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a gentleman that comes into your shop that, that I know he throws all storm products and has bowled like 27, 800 series or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. and I got to meet all these guys when I was up there and you don't get to see them on a weekly basis. Um, how's that been for you? I'm sure that's been tough. Uh, it, it is. Um, I, I'm looking forward to him coming back. I'll tell you that. Um, I definitely miss hanging out with my, my bowling friends and my bowling family. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's not the same just sitting here by myself every day. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't even know. It's, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I can't really even tell you how it, it has affected me in that way. It's, it's, it's because I think it's, I managed to keep doing these things that, and I, I kind of lose track of, you know, almost that part of it. it. It's almost like that part of it, the bowling part and the people that have been coming into the shop is almost like, um, well, that's going to come back. And I just need to continue with uh, keeping this online thing going right now. You know, there, that that's where it's at. I just. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, it's, it's, it's emotional, man, because uh, I know how much you put in, you put into bowling and how much yeah. you put into your business, but it's more about the relationships. Um, I've seen so many people, even when people order online or whatever, I see you sending emails out. I mean, you're the one that checks all the emails every day, you and your family. And uh, it's, it's just been difficult. And I, I know you can't wait to get back out on the lane yourself. And Chris, I'm sure that's driving you crazy too. Yeah. I actually, you know, a little secret here, I probably shouldn't even say, but I actually have access to the lanes here. Uh, people that uh, live around here that don't know that. Uh, I actually have been able to roll some, uh, some some shots here and uh, i've been working on my game a little bit but not much maybe like once a week once every two weeks i go out there you know people that know me i i um they probably saw a video i did where i, I bowled out in the yard one day and i was doing a thing where you know i have a hop when i bowl which um people that know me know very well and i've never been able to correct it well i've been working on it during this pandemic and i go out there i actually think next time people see me bowl they're not going to recognize me wow we, we had, oh yeah we had Walter I on the show earlier this week and we were showing clips of the 1997 St. Clair classic and he had a hop every shot on that show and he won a title. So I, I don't know. As long as you do the same thing every time, I don't think it really matters, brother. Yeah. Well, he probably did it on purpose. <laughs> Knowing him, you know, it was like, it gave him some kind of a advantage. So he did it. Me, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's check in with our Kansas correspondent and see if, uh, see if we've got some internet connection and if he's available, Jeff, you there? How are we doing? All right, there he is. All right, man, cool. Um, so let's get everybody up to speed a little bit about your business, where you're at, total bowling gear, and kind of how things uh, have been going for you prior to the pandemic. Uh, yeah, so we operate total bowling gear. It's in Overland Park, Kansas. That's the Kansas City metro area. We're on the Kansas side. Uh, we've got a little over 4,000 square feet here, another 1,500 of storage or so in the back. Uh, Things have been extremely successful. Uh, it was tough at first when we opened uh, almost four years ago now. Uh, it was tough at first because you're starting from zero, and uh, but you grind it, you work hard, you put in the long days, you try new things, you fail at things, and uh, you find the formula that works. And prior to the pandemic, uh, we had a formula that was working extremely successfully. Yeah, and I remember when you were uh, embarking on taking this uh, little adventure into getting a freestanding location. That was a really big risk that you took at the time, and you've worked very hard at building your business very successfully. And and I know that you're a planner, 
And you, you've done a lot of things in the industry with being a brand manager for Hammer for many years. You've also worked with some other large pro shop chains over the years. And you and I were having a conversation offline that, that you that you did have reserves built up in case something catastrophic ever happened in the area, but you never can plan for zero, right? Uh, correct. Uh, I'm an accounting finance major from KU. Uh, so numbers are something that come easily to me. Uh, you know, and a good business person does keep some reserves in there. Uh, we try to live by like kind of a 90 day reserve level. Uh, but keep in mind that's 90 days of, you know, slight downturn or small bump in the road. Uh, you know, planning for zero revenue is not something anybody does. Uh, so uh, probably one of the proudest things I've done is uh, for me personally is just being on top of paycheck loans and economic injury disaster loans. And we've done a really good job of getting set up for a road back to success once bowling gets really full up and going. One of the things I admire most about you, Jeff, is not only while you were going through that process, were you doing it yourself, but you were active in the pro shop Facebook group and you were spending a lot of time educating others and sharing your experience. Why was that so important to you? Uh, I hopped on it very quickly and was frustrated immediately. Uh, there was just a lot of misinformation. There was a lot of missing information. And I thought, man, if I'm having this experience uh, with the education I'm fortunate enough to have, uh, what does that mean for somebody who's maybe not as sharp on the number side or the accounting side or loans, things like that? And so I just kind of put it out there. Anybody needs help, just shoot me a message or you know, reply to this thread. And uh, I had a lot of friends that uh, really did contact me often. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, I have no issues uh, helping people when they need help. Uh, and uh, a couple of them repaid in a way that uh, was really kind of special to me, actually, uh, with the raffle that we had two weeks ago, or last week. Yeah, let's talk about that raffle a little bit. Tell tell our uh, tell our viewers here a little bit about what you guys did for a very special person that works in your shop. Uh, yeah, we have a, a young lady named Kaya Surrett. She was our original intern, one of two. Uh, back in the summer of 17, she walked in here. Uh, her dad said, I think that Kaya would be interested in doing this internship. I turned to her and said, is that a fact? And she went, yeah. And uh, she didn't say a word uh, the first, I don't know, weeks she was in here. And so we kind of, we taught her the, uh, the ropes. We showed her how to do everything from running the register to putting and drilling. And uh, she can run this store full time if she wants to right now. I mean, she's that good at it. Uh, she was graduating from high school this year. We wanted to do something nice for a gift. Of course, the easy thing would have been write a check, show up at a party, and here's a card. But then the party didn't happen, the graduation didn't happen, and so I thought, well, why don't we throw some stuff in a bundle for our customers, try to raffle it, and see if we can lose whatever. You know, more than 100 bucks or something I would have given her. And uh, we had a lot of people really responding. And what I didn't anticipate was we had a lot of industry people that responded. Uh, you know, I don't know any names, I'll miss ones if I do, but everything from people I had helped with advice on the EIDL loans to uh, salesmen for companies. And what started from us putting three balls in a bag together uh, turned into another ball donated and another ball donated. And then Wes Malott donated some gear and all of a sudden we grew through the prizes. Yeah, that was an awesome story. We we shared on Inside Bowling. That was that was really cool. Um, I want to shift over to Lee. Lee did something pretty cool. Um, also during this uh, quarantine time, um, with still having some revenue coming in because of BowlerX.com. BowlerX loves to give back, just like the other two guys we have on the show here today, through generous different ways. But Lee, you sponsored the PBA League draft. Because you saw some revenue coming in, and you wanted you wanted to uh, to sponsor the draft and show show your appreciation for bowling and help where you could. Talk a little bit about your decision in sponsoring the PBA League draft. Um, well, like you said, um, we were still in business, and you know we had the means to do it. Uh, very fortunate for us, and um, you know with professional bowling in the in the state it's in right now, I I just felt like if we could help and we can get involved, I. 
uh, we should. So I reached out to, uh, to uh, Coley and um, we worked out an agreement on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, the rest is history with it. We, you know, we've, we've uh, sponsored some events in the past, uh, PBA and PWBA. And um, this year, you know, with the PWBA being season being canceled, uh, obviously we're not going to be able to do anything this year. Um, and the PBA, we haven't done anything for a while. We just haven't been able to work anything out um, with the changes that have happened between Fox and uh, Bolero. Um, situation didn't work out for us, but this came along. I reached out again. I, I'm, I'm very uh, constant in trying to work something with the PBA to give back to the PBA and, and the PWBA. And um, we're happy it, it worked out this time and, and we were able to support it. So, Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you also have a bunch of professional athletes that rep your brand, uh, including mm -hmm. Missy Parkin. Um, yeah. why, why do you do that? Same thing. Um, it's, it's really just giving back to the sport in some way. And really, I, I feel like professional bowling is, I mean, it's the pinnacle. I mean, you, know, you hear the, the, the arguments that what happens on TV these days isn't important and as much as it used to be. And, you know, um, people don't watch as much. Well, I, I, I totally disagree. And I think for all of the, the younger bowlers that are out there that are bowling junior leagues and, and thinking about getting into it, you know, they have something to aspire to, to, to become uh, competitive enough to be able to, to chase that kind of a dream to be a professional at a sport. And I think if you don't have that professional level, then, then the sport is done. You have to have that. You need to, and we need to maintain that level. And, you know, I try to support it in any way that, that we can here. It's extremely important to us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we see that every day in your social media and everything you have going on. It's really cool. You got your match game. You got your pro athletes on that match game all the time. And stuff yeah, like that's that. a lot of fun. So let's uh, let, let's circle back around over over to Drew Parkin, who who has, you know, the seven locations. He and Missy, of course. Um, Missy does a lot of lessons. Uh, I know she's done a lot of lessons. Can you tell us a little bit about the lesson side of the business and all the people that you help uh, bowl in your seven locations? Yeah, definitely. So when Missy's not out on tour and she's home and our centers are open, not during a pandemic. Uh, she is giving lessons uh, almost full time. Uh, she has a lot of obviously repeat customers, but she has kids from five years old up to adults in their 80s, 90s. Um, but she works with all types of bowlers, two-handed, one-handed, underhanded, whatever you want to call them. She'll She'll teach you, and uh, she's awesome at that. So if you go to uh, her website at um, missyparkin.com, I'm sure you can find a way to sign up for some lessons if you're in the area. But, uh, yeah, she she loves giving lessons. She's been doing it probably, I think, since she was 18. I could be a little off on that, but it was either uh, 18 or, or 19 when she started giving lessons, like quite a bit of them. So, yeah, she uh, – there you go, right there on the screen. Um, easy way to, easiest way to get a hold of her right there and uh, sign up for some lessons when we open back up. Uh, most of her lessons she does is out of our Fullerton location inside Bolero. Uh, right now, it's technically AMF Carter Lanes. We'll soon be Bolero Carter Lanes. And I know a lot of people that have gone through the program with her, and you don't have to be a really good bowler. I mean, Missy helps people of all skill levels, right? Yes. I mean, from... The first day they walk into a bowling center ever and they buy a ball and they're just like, I want to get into it. And they start lessons that day to people that are averaging 230. I mean, she, every range possible, she, she takes care of it. And I'm not going to brag. She is an amazing coach. So it's pretty cool to watch. She really is. And I, I, like I said, I know people that have gone through that program. The next question I have for you, Drew, is you have seven locations and it's you and Missy. And I don't think DJ's working in the shops yet. So you've got a lot of people there, I think, uh, that that work with you. Um, and I know some of the youth bowlers that have come up through the programs uh, that you guys are involved with, like Lewis Luna and folks like that. Could you talk a little bit about your employees and, and, the, and the amount of folks that you have that, that work Parkins Bowling Supply? So we have uh, 12 employees right now. Um, all of them have been with us uh, for quite a while. Uh, we have a couple of new guys. Uh, that have learned really quick, uh, like uh, Renee and Trent. They're awesome guys, younger guys that just love the sport and want to get in. 
Uh, we have some of our uh, guys that have been with us a lot longer, uh, Damian, uh, John English, and, and a few others, uh, Chris. Uh, I'm going to forget some names just because it's on the cuff, but we love all our employees and they're doing amazing stuff for us. Uh, as with the uh, junior bowlers coming up, yeah, we uh, haven't technically announced it, but you kind of gave it away a little bit, which is cool and good time to do it. But uh, Luis Luna, kid is amazing young man. Uh, he's out in our Palmdale, Lancaster area. Uh, he does a lot of uh, online videos and stuff, but uh, we partnered up and he's going to do an internship with us. Uh, and we're going to get him in the shop as soon as he's ready to go. When you meet him and you, you look at him, he probably appears to be like a 22, 23 year old with uh, his intellect and how smart he is and just how he carries himself. But yeah, he's just finishing up his junior year of high school. And, uh, but we are super excited to have him come on. Uh, we also have another kid. I, I don't know if you saw some of my Facebook stuff, but uh, a local kid in our area uh, recently had a heart attack. Uh, he's 21 years old. And uh, we've actually just signed him on to be a intern as well. Uh, Lamacki, he's an awesome young man, uh, two-handed bowler. So we're super excited to have him join our team as well. That's awesome. I love I love hearing all the stories and all the different shops. There's so many amazing bowling stories that are happening out there. Yep. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And uh, you know, I just first want to say, uh, you know, my heart and my thoughts go out to all of you and all the pro shop owners and operators around the country and around the world that are so um, adversely affected by what's going on and. I think we can all agree that nobody really planned for anything like this to happen. Uh, moving forward, with the pandemic being around a virus and germs and people maybe being more conscious of, of you know, using public equipment or something like that, are you, what are your guys' expectations as far as pro shop demand uh, moving forward for people that are probably looking for more personalized equipment so they're not sharing with other people? And I guess we can start with Jeff and we'll go with Lee and then and back to Drew. One more time, Jeff. Uh, you hit the mute one too many times. <laughs> oh, my God. We keep going back and forth. Hold up. <laughs> We're good now. We're good. Um, uh, we have attempted to run a polyester ball shoe and bag program, but frankly, we have had no interest in it whatsoever. I thought there would be some interest in people wanting their own gear like that. Uh, my guess is that because we're freestanding, we're not seeing that. Um, I think if we were in a bowling center, I think it would be a great program to run uh, for somebody to have their own shoes, their own ball, not have, you know, contact with items that have been used. But we haven't seen that. So uh, here we're just trying to comply with all the uh, mandates, the suggestions from health departments, things like that, um, and kind of monitor what it is our customers want from us. You know, we're trying to balance that back and forth and do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lee, what's what's your take on that? Um. Well, first off, my thought was, again, we're not open yet, but my thought was that ball bag shoe packages would be the way to go. It's interesting to hear what Jeff said. Um, and I think a lot of uh, what we're going to find out here and and probably Drew himself is uh, we're going to have to watch how things unfold across the country for the shops that are opening first and what's happening. Um, it's hard to really gauge what to expect um, other than uh, sanitizing methods that we're going to have to adhere to. You know, we have a, the fitting tools that we use. Uh, you know, you're working with people's hands constantly in the shop, you know, measuring. And um, that's going to be a big factor, just just keeping everything sanitized and making sure the customers are, are comfortable coming back um, and, and having the work done. But I'm anticipating, honestly, that it's not going to be a big issue. And I think the people that are more concerned about it will not show up. I mean, I think the people that show up are not going to be that overly concerned, not to say we're, I mean, we're going to do proper, uh, we have proper methods of sanitizing and thing, but I just think the people that come back, they're, they're ready to come back. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what, what are your thoughts about, you know, people wanting personalized equipment versus, you know, still being okay using you know, public equipment offered by bowling centers? Yeah, I think uh, like the other guy said, it's kind of up in the air. A lot of it, I think, is going to depend on how bad your area got hit with this virus. I think uh, the states or the counties and cities that got hit the worst are going to probably see the most uh, influence to the customer that they want to buy their own gear and want to only be able to 
put the hands in their ball, not the, the bowling center's equipment. Um, so I think a lot of it's going to determine off of what area that you're in. Uh, my area has been hit pretty good. Um, I obviously know New York and some others. So uh, it's kind of changed just depending on your area. And, and kind of like the guy said with the sanitizing in their, in their shops and everything, that's going to change as well. Uh, depending on your area and the CDC guidelines and your county guidelines. Uh, as I know right now in uh, Orange County, Riverside and LA, my guys are all going to have to wear masks uh, and face shields because they want every uh, business to have plexiglass. Well, in our business, we really can't have plexiglass because like Lee said, we're so hands-on and sizing people up and stuff. So we have to get the face shields to cover our face and protect us and our customers and and then just sanitizing like crazy on everything and then for like uh for us we're only going to be able to limit one person in our shops at a time until cdc guidelines change and and we can open up uh further and progress farther but we just have to play it kind of by ear until it gets back and slowly gets back into regular normal well, I consider all three of you guys really smart business guys, and you all know bowling. And if all of you are thinking that having a ball bag and shoes package is a smart move, maybe you're just a little early on it. And uh, I would stay the course and have that available, which I'm sure you guys will most certainly do. Let's move in to maybe one of the most controversial topics, uh, the economics of uh, this COVID-19 pandemic uh, from a manufacturer side of things. You know, it's really become the ball of the quarter or the ball of the month club these days, the consumer demand wants new, what's the latest and greatest, what's the newest. And, and it's consumers that have basically been the ones that have put the cart before the horse here. And they're the ones that, that manufacturers are reacting to. They always want the latest and greatest. So if you always have the latest and greatest monthly, uh, you're going to sell more stuff. And I think that's been proven over time. Well, there was a lot of new equipment that came out and then the pandemic hit and it's sitting in distributor warehouses all throughout the United States and beyond. And now, you know, we're getting ready to fire back up again. And, and the manufacturers are trying to create consumer demand again and build excitement for new products. But what happens to the products that are sitting in the warehouses for distribution? And we have a manufacturer to distribution to pro shop business model here in the bowling industry. That's how it's worked for a long time. I would love to get your gentleman's uh, thoughts on this. Uh, we'll start with Lee this time. Then we'll go Drew and we'll let Jeff anchor this one. Lee, your thoughts. Uh, that's a tough one for me to, I, I don't know what the manufacturers are really, how they're going to handle that between the distributors and, and the manufacturers. Uh, distributors are really in a, in a bind uh, when it comes to the kind of inventory that they're sitting on right now that's been there and it's just getting old. Um, I know there's, um, there's some deals that are being worked out, uh, where I'm sure you'll see, I would imagine in coming down to the pro shops, as you start coming back to the pro shops, you're going to see, I think some uh, price reductions on, uh, some equipment that maybe would be earlier. Uh, you're going to see an earlier drop in prices than you normally would on equipment that really was kind of fresh when this pandemic, uh, first hit, um, to try to move the product out. I mean, they, they've got to sell it in some way. And they're going to, I would say that the, the distributors and the manufacturers, that's, that's a big problem for them. I mean, us at the pro shop level, we, we need to do what we ever have to do. And people, when they want to come back and they want to buy a bowling ball, they're, they're going to buy a bowling ball. Um, the problem is how do the distributors get rid of what they have? That's really, that's the big question. And it's not, I think the biggest opportunity here is going to be for consumers because it's going to be a, it's going to be a buyer yes. market. Yes. I would think they're going to start lowering some prices and, and the consumers could, can win. And, which should benefit all of you because drilling bowling balls is the mat is the, is the game here. That's, that's the main game here. And if you guys have that opportunity, I think that'd be great that Leah, I, I, I appreciate that, that insight Drew, What do you think? Yeah. A lot of the same topics as, uh, we just went over, but, uh, I know for me, I have seven locations and we pride ourselves in being overly stocked, uh, having tons of inventory for all of our customers uh, so that we don't have to continually take special orders. Uh, so we really pride on having 
old pro shops and and a lot of stuff. So with all the new equipment that's come out while the pandemic has been in place, uh, for our side, it's kind of going to be hard to then go out and purchase the brand new balls that just came out or just announced because our pro shops are so full with inventory. And that's where I know it's going to be hard on the uh, on the distributors and the manufacturers because a lot of the pro shops are already full with equipment, yet they've been continuing to make or just shipped out to the distributors all the new products that had just been out for a couple of weeks before the pandemic and they've been sitting on it. Um, so I think it's really just going to depend on how the pro shops set themselves up before the pandemic on how much they're going to be able to purchase and how big of a hit that they took financially. And, and obviously every pro shop is different, but I think everybody in a whole, their spending is going to be a little bit down because they need to kind of catch back up. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, but hopefully all our guys out there and obviously all the guys on the panel, we all respect all the pro shop owners out there. And we hope everybody is getting through this okay. And hopefully they set themselves up okay that when we do come back, we can just go right into it and sell them balls the best we can. Yeah. And I just publicly want to say as well, you know, if you're watching this program and if you think that, that a ball that's going to be announced or has been announced or is coming out, you know, coming out of the pandemic, if you think that ball is going to be head and shoulders above a product that came out a few months ago, unless there's some new unbelievable technology or something that a company has come out with, all the bowling balls that have been in the pipeline for even dating back to maybe three years ago, you know, 36 months ago, all of those are great products. And you should have the faith and belief that even though it's not the latest and greatest and newest thing that you can go out to your local pro shop, talk to Drew, talk to Lee, talk to Jeff and, and put a nice product in your hand and, and trust these guys on what they're saying. And it may be a little bit older product and you may be helping them out a little bit, but at the same time, they're not going to put you in a ball. That's not going to work for you. So that's just something I wanted to say. Jeff, your thoughts on on the same uh, situation here. Uh, no doubt there's a ton of inventory in the system. And I don't know that anybody has a great idea yet for how to get rid of it other than just the race to the bottom. And the race to the bottom really helps nobody. Unfortunately, I would tell you that my opinion is that's where we're about to head. Uh, people that have too much stuff. And we were certainly one of those. We, we stock in the 10 to 15 times what a normal pro shop would stock. And so we had a ton of bowling balls in here that we were really concerned about. And so we made some arrangements and some found some ways to get rid of those, uh, albeit most of them at a loss, truthfully. Uh, but our inventory is very clean now. Uh, the problem is at distribution, because if, if we're sitting on, say, a couple hundred extra balls that we don't want, they're sitting on literally tens of thousands of bowling balls that they don't want right now. Uh, the manufacturer doesn't want them back. And we may not even want to order them because the new balls are still coming. Manufacturers are going to make bowling balls. They can't just not make balls. That's how they make their living. And so uh, manufacturers are going to continue to make new product. And you're seeing some of that being announced already. Distributors are going to have to buy it because we're going to pull from them and place orders for those new balls. The key is what happens to those old balls. My opinion is that uh, again, probably a race to the bottom. You'll find some great deals on balls that are, you know, the last six to 12 months models. Um, and there's a consumer for those. Uh, there are people that don't buy things at full price. They only buy on special or they might only buy used or pre-owned or things like that. Um, there is a consumer for that. Uh, and that's probably where the majority of that product ends up going. Yeah, I would agree with you. And and I do think it's going to be a consumer's market. There's no doubt. And, you know, it's too bad. It's too bad we don't have gobs of money in this industry and you guys are just bankrolled to the max because you could probably sit on that inventory for five to seven years and then put it all on eBay or get people to go check it out on your website and maybe get double for it because we all know older bowling balls sell for, for more money. Not that they're all home runs, but it'd probably work out pretty well in your favor, but we're just not in, in the case to do that. So if you're if you're an investor... Maybe buy all the old bowling balls from all these folks, and then you can then turn a profit in years on eBay. But uh, don't sue me if it doesn't work out, okay? Uh, so we've got about 12 minutes left in today's program here. And I do really want to thank all the questions that have come in as well. And I've seen some comments. We certainly do appreciate that as we're talking with these pro shop operators. I think at this point in time, um, I'd like to give, uh, give you guys kind of the floor 
and kind of go around and, and give you the opportunity to just talk about anything that you want and kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, and I, and I think we'll, I'll start with Drew up there in the corner. Drew, is there anything that you just wanted to get out there or something you've been wanting to say for a while in regards to the pro shop business or anything related to bowling? Now's, now's your time, brother. Man, uh, with everything going on right now, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot obviously that can be talked about and going on, but I think for me, um, with the pro shop side, uh, with professional bowling, what's going on and, and our industry as a whole. Uh, it's just talking to people about patience, uh, talking to people about uh, understanding and be willing to accept when things aren't perfect. Uh, obviously, all of us on this panel and, and all the pro shops around the country and the world even, uh, we've all been hit pretty good and we're all going to bounce back the best we can. But be patient with us when we come back because depending on our areas, like I kind of said before, things are going to be different. Uh, things aren't going to be the same. Uh, we're going to try to do our best to make everybody feel safe, comfortable, and uh, do things quickly and as fast as we can for you. But with what's going on in the world and in our industry, things might be a little slower. Um, the new balls that have been announced, they might not be in the pro shop the day you come in, right when we come back. Uh, so give us a little leeway. Uh, we're here to help you as best we can. Uh, all of us love this industry so very much. Uh, I believe you have to love this industry so very much to be doing what we're doing. Uh, we're not out making millions of dollars, but we're we're doing the best we can for our families and and for you guys out there. So just uh, just be patient, be positive, stay positive with everything you can, and uh, well, everybody will get through this together. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for having us on the show to get the pro shop side out. Uh, what we're going through. Um, I know for me, thank you to all my employees. I know I missed some of your names, Mark, Daryl, Vinny, Paul. I think I got you all now. Uh, but uh, just thank you. Thank you for letting us have a little bit of platform to let everybody know what we're going through. Awesome, Drew. Appreciate that very much. Lee, you're up next, brother. Anything you want to say? I don't think I could top that. Drew really hit the nail right on the head. Um the difference on 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 my side here is obviously I'm dealing with online uh, sales and um, it's kind of a similar situation that Drew Drew's talking about you know physical locations uh, being patient understanding things are going to be different um, and things are different right now even in, on in the online business as well um, you know, one of the big things would probably be with shipping things like that um you know we're doing our best here to make sure the products are getting to the customers uh in, in a timely manner i am i am uh 100 committed to to getting the product to the customers i mean as mike i think as you know I'm, i want to get it there the next day if i can um but uh once the ball product shoe whatever leaves here and it gets in the hands of ups the postal service fedex uh, it's out of our control and uh, that's been an issue during these times. And, you know, I hope people are understanding with that, you know, you'll, you'll get upset customers and, and, and we do the absolute best that we can to, to um, stand by these shipping times and just bear with us on that. Uh, as far as the physical location, it's going to be very similar. Like I said, what Drew said, I, I, I couldn't state it any better. It's uh, things are going to be different and um, we're going to be adapting to what our customers need as they come in and, and what they're asking for and what they want and what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Um, it's hard to gauge. Uh, it's unprecedented. So we're going to, we're going to do what we have to, to make a safe environment here for everyone uh, to where they're comfortable. And I'm just looking forward to, to attempting to uh, meet their expectations right now. I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to having them come back. Yeah, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most and when I feel like this thing might be over is when Kim and I come to Bayside Bowl for PBA League, whenever that thing returns, and you and Krista are there, and we're all there having a beer on the rooftop. Uh, even if it's in the middle of the winter, who cares? We'll go up there anyway. Uh, a couple of years ago, it basically was in the winter. I was there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lee. And, and Jeff, uh, some things you'd like to say? Uh, yeah, basically two things. Uh, I've used this analogy before. I think Mike and I have even talked about it in the past. Uh, as a bowling retailer, uh, we're basically in the fish business, if you will. 
when a piece of salmon makes it to your local meat market or grocery store, the first day that salmon's out, it demands premium price and a lot of people buy it and they grill it or bake it or whatever they do with it. Uh, and the second day it starts with that little discoloration, maybe a hint of a smell or something, but a lot of people still buy two-day-old salmon. Uh, currently, Boeing is sitting on tons of three- and four-day-old salmon. Uh, we're not in the part where we throw it in the stew yet and get rid of it, uh, but we're at the point where this stuff needs to get going. So uh, it's just kind of an interesting analogy to where the inventory is in the system. Uh, and like I said earlier, if you're a buyer that usually likes that, that type of product, then there's going to be a ton of it for you. Uh, secondly, uh, and I think the other guys would agree with this, not to put words in their mouth, but as a small business owner, we really need our customers just understanding and patience with what we're trying to do. Uh, we'll be fine with all the guidelines we've been given, uh, but in the short three or four weeks we've been open, uh, we have had people come into our door, see us using hand sanitizer, see us spraying measuring ball inserts with lights on it, and they think, what are you doing? That seems completely wrong. We've had other people come to our door, see us not wearing a mask here, and not even make it in because they like to the best of to uh, come in the door. Uh, so we're trying the best we can, and uh, just some patience with us all as small business owners would be. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it very much. Well, guys, um, we've only got a few minutes left here on the show. We're gonna let we're gonna let you all go, but we really do appreciate all three of you coming on the show today and talking a little bit about some of the pro shop topics and things that are going on. Obviously we respect what you do a great deal. We have friendships on and off the show and I just appreciate all of you from three different time zones. Be willing to join us today and talk a little bit about your business. Thank, Thank you guys. guys. All right. Thanks guys. That's yep. uh, thanks, you bet brother. Oh, that's Jeff Ossery, Lee Sant and Drew Parkin here today, Matt. So Interesting takes there from those three guys. All three are extremely knowledgeable folks. Uh, they know bowling, kind of like uh, Bo Jackson. I think it was Bo, Bo knows baseball, Bo knows football. Well, all three of these guys know bowling. That's for sure. Um, your thoughts on on what was discussed on today's show? Well, I think the I think the most obvious thing to me is how intelligent all three of these guys are and how they truly are business owners that understand business and not just from a bowling perspective, but just from a general perspective. And I think some pro shop owners um, get a bad rap because a lot of, there are pro shop owners out there that are just bowlers that are doing it because they're passionate about bowling. And then, you know, it, it offers them another opportunity aside from actually just being a bowler. But these guys are not only bowlers that love bowling, but they're also businessmen and entrepreneurs and people that really understand what it's like to run a successful business. And that's why we can see someone like Drew um, and Missy who have seven pro shops. And you can see someone like Lee, who's got an incredibly large online business. And you can see someone like Jeff, who's got an enormous standalone pro shop. When you think pro shops, you'd be like, oh, I always want my pro shop to be in the bowl because that's where people go. And Jeff can have that enormous space outside of a bowling center and be successful. And there's a reason why all these guys can do it differently. And that's because they're all so smart. And my heart and my prayers, and my thoughts go out to all pro shop owners and operators um, around the world, including these three guys right here, no matter how smart you are, nobody ever plans for bringing in $0 of revenue for multiple months at a time. And they've got rent to pay in their, in their pro shops. Uh, they've, you know, they've, they've got uh, their families to take care of employees to take care of. So it's a difficult time, but I know that these guys are all smart and I know that uh, without a doubt, these guys will find a way to make it through whether or not they take some bowling, bowling balls and make a beef stew or a salmon stew, uh, like Jeff was saying, um, or they uh, or they, they do whatever they have to do to make sure that they can keep going. And this is a small sample size here today. You know, there's over a thousand pro shop operators in the United States. This is just a small sample size. But you're right. This is a very diverse group. They all kind of have their their whole thing. I'm sure Lee's sitting there saying man, I wish I had seven locations to open back up just like Drew. And I'm sure Drew's probably like, man, I, I need a, some huge store like what Ussery has. And Ussery's probably like, man, I wish I, I had an online website. And I'm sure Drew's like, yeah, I wish I had an online website. You know, so it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an ident it's an idea generator also for everybody out there. You know, it, it just goes to show, you know, these, there's only so much time in a week for these guys, you know. Yeah, and, and they, they – Yeah, the thing about Bowling Pro Shop, guys, is – they're not always focused on the business. And, and I mean that because they love bowling so much. They'll stand and talk to a customer 
about what's happening on the PBA tour for an hour on the floor of their pro shop. And that prevents them from maybe starting an online side of their business or prevents them from, from being able to do something else that'll help propel their business forward because it's time consuming in these shops, talking with bowlers. And that's just kind of what we all do. I mean, this show is a perfect example. We're not making money off this show, but no. what are we doing? We're talking to people about bowling for an hour. It's a perfect example. And yeah. these live and breathe it every day in their shops every day, man. Yeah. And you know, you could, you could try to, you know, you could be clever and say, well, yeah, that's part of the business, part of pro shops. That'll get you more customers. That'll get you more business. Um, and when it also comes down to it is that hour that they're spending there talking to people could be, they could drill four, four or five bowling balls out in an hour um, and they could be able to do more and service more people and service more customers. So it's just the, you know, the type of people that they are, all three guys, um, are a very good representation, representation of a lot of pro shop operators and owners out there that are great guys that love their customers, that miss their customers dearly and above making a profit off of doing what they do. They want people to be able to be back in bowling centers, doing what they love, getting new equipment so they can improve their game. They can enjoy the sport of bowling more. And I think that that's what they really care about most. Yeah. And I'm bullish, bro. Could you do me a favor? I'm putting you on the spot again. Could you bring up that bowler X website again for me? Yeah. Uh, and while Matt's doing that, I, I'm bullish on, on this, on this return to bowling this fall. I think these pro shop guys and bowling centers are going to be having record record days, record numbers. I think people are going to return in droves to bowling. Will we, will we see some people quit and, and will we see a, a reduction rate in overall bowlers? Well, we see that every year a little bit, but yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bring that back up. The reason why I wanted to bring this up here is, is I just happened to see right here when you brought it up on the, on the screen. If you look at Bowler X's website here, we already have here on the screen, big savings inventory reduction sale. And I think this is the first domino to fall for consumers. So if you want to go purchase equipment, gear up, maybe, you know, get ready for bowling uh, for next season and take advantage of some of these savings and specials and offers of these great products. I mean, you look at, you look at the five bowling balls right there and those are gyms. Those are bowling gyms. Those are some of the, some of the best bowling balls on the market right there. And I think you're going to continue to see that uh, and just a lot of opportunity for consumers. And I realize, you know, we've got these huge unemployment rates and I know not everybody listening to this show today can go and take advantage of these deals but call your pro shop see if maybe they'll set something aside for you maybe they'll make a special deal with you for when you do return to work and you know there are a lot of uh, bailout programs and things like that too the PPP we heard that that was brought up twice today also the unemployment you know the $600 stipend and everything so there is some money circulating throughout the United States right now and I, I do study other businesses as well that do online sales and some of those businesses are up quite a bit, actually, because there's less discretionary spending. And, and you know, this is this is a negative uh, for bowling centers. But that amount of money you spent every week in a bowling center, bowling with lineage and buying food and beer and soda and whatever it is, that money has been saved during this time. And maybe some of that money will still go back into bowling, but through the pro shops. Maybe people will upgrade their bowling shoes, bowling bag, maybe order two balls this year if they can afford it and help support these shops. Because I know everybody that watches this show loves bowling. If, if, if you, I don't think we got too many people that watch our show that, that are just like, yeah, bowling's okay. Right. <laughs> I think most right. everybody here loves bowling. So I'm speaking to all of you out there and please support your local pro shop, no matter who it is. And, uh, and also check out, you know, our friends over at Bowler X, Total Bowling Gear, Parkins Bowling Supply, and all the other great pro shop operators out there. But we're out of time for today, Matt. We do want to thank our guests for coming on today. Been wanting to do that show for a while, and I think we had a good one. And I thought it was cool to see Jeff Ustry actually have a customer come to the shop, drill a ball, and uh, Lee have the UPS guy come in the minute he gets on the air and we start with him. So uh, I think your phone call at the beginning of the show set the tone for every, all the chaos. That oh, there's no do. doubt. And I, I even said one of these days, cause I use my phone to play the music on the way in. I said, one of these days we're going to start the show and it's just going to be my, my ringtone on my phone. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for today. We've got one show left, Matt. Tomorrow's the finish line of our first chapter of shows. We're gonna have Tim Mack on, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be an emotional day tomorrow. I'm sure for, for, for myself and I'm sure for you also. Yeah, man, we put a lot of time and effort into the show. And even though we're mediocre at it, Mike, we uh, we still put a lot of time and effort um, and had a lot of fun with this. If you think back to all the guests that we had on over the course of the past 39 episodes, man, somehow we're able to get some really big hitters on this show. And um, 
man, what an honor it was to have everybody on. And, and one more. And, and what better way to, to end the show out than with the legend, Timmy Mack? Yeah, uh, he'll keep us very positive and, and energized throughout that program. So that's going to do it for today's program, everybody. Again, we do love and appreciate the support. Media at InsideBowling.com. If you want to send us a note, doesn't have to be about the show. It can be about anything, and we'll respond to it. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thank you.